Zatujcie. 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 Welcome to the Blind Pondsman, a Zatuichi retrospective. I am your host, Patrick, and with me is uh, my good buddy, Jason Frisbee. Hey, Patrick. How's hey. it going? Hey, Jason. Um, so should we talk a little bit about what uh, what the purpose of this podcast is? Yes, uh, because the world needed another niche popular culture uh, media podcast, and we're here to fill that void, but we do need our reasons. So, yeah, let's get into that. Well, uh, so Zatuichi is the story of a blind swordsman, uh, Masur, uh, Masus, excuse me, who wanders through the Japanese countryside getting into uh, adventures. In fact, uh, one of the things I read was that the word journey shows up in six, ja- in six of the 25 uh, Zatuichi films. Um, he, he has no home. There's very little history about him in any, anything... Uh, any sort of media regarding Zatoichi, whether it's the TV series, the films, or even the short story that uh, the character is based on. Um, so what makes this so significant to... I guess, I guess what makes this significant to me is the fact that um, Zatoichi is just kind of like this character that has been in the back of my mind for, oh boy, I think like the past decade. Yeah. Um, I first... Uh, my first... Uh, encounter with the blind swordsman was uh, I believe my 16th birthday my then girlfriend at the time just randomly got me a Zatoichi film I am 60% sure it was the one from 1989 which would be just I think it's called Zatoichi the blind swordsman uh, movie number 26 and I watched it and I enjoyed it and this was at a time uh, before anyone had really gotten distribution in America for the series because um, the DVD I had at the time was bootlegged. However, um, the Takeshi Kitano reboot, which is simply just called Zatoichi the Blind Sword, well, it's called the Blind Swordsman Zatoichi, um, was gaining uh, marginally, like, marginal popularity in the United yeah. States. You could You could find a DVD of it. I think it had like a really limited theatrical run, and because when I was at that age a really big fan of the movie Battle Royale, I mean, I was, you know, mm-hmm. really down to watch anything Takeshi Kitano was in. And for a long time, even, you know, up until very recently, that was my, that was basically my knowledge of the series. Yeah, and uh, springboarding off that uh, Takeshi Kitano, or Beat Takeshi. Beat Takeshi. I don't know why that name appeals to me so much. It's like his nickname. He's a comedian that's and musician and all sorts of stuff, artist. He is uh, all over the place in Japan. He is all things at once. Yes. And and nothing at well, yeah, he's everything. He even had a video game out back in the eighties. He on did NES. Yeah. Not to yeah. not to distract from that, but that video game had a boss that you had to hit five thousand times to kill, and then at the end a message came up that said I hate video games as a quote from Takeshi Kitano. Yeah, that that sounds like something he might do. I guess because <laughs> he's like he's just such a 
an odd duck. Like you said, he was in Battle Royale, famous for playing the uh, uh, principal in that. And then he went on to do a revival of the uh, Zatoichi films, and or at least the one time that he did it. Um, and that's what caught my attention, too. I remember getting that movie as a gift because somebody knew, uh, knew that I liked Battle Royale and particularly made mention that I liked that character and uh, said, hey, it's that same guy. He's in this. Isn't that neat? And uh, I think to this day, I still have not watched it. It's been in my possession for about 15 years. And <laughs> Did you I open not it at least? Up in the- nope. Oh, it wow. is factory sealed. So I'm a real uh, blind dumbsman, I think. Well, good news. I believe that's going to come up on episode 28. It should come up episode 28. We'll be doing uh, Zatoichi from 2003. Finally. Yep. Finally. Okay, so it wasn't like 15 years, but 12 years or something to that extent. So, yeah, finally I get to crack open that bad boy. Can't wait. Can't wait to do it. But that was my first encounter with the character. And uh, I think since then, and only since then, because I don't remember it before then, uh, I'd seen clips of films um, with the actor who ended up playing him for, uh, I guess, 26 of those films, Shintaro Katsu. So this is a guy who played Zatoichi in the original run, uh, from 1962 to 1989. And uh, he had a famous way of playing the guy with certain mannerisms and the way he carried himself. So those clips stick out in my mind, but I think I just saw them like late at night on uh, I don't know, stuff like TCM or whatever would be playing those. Um, and of course, I guess they came out in Criterion Collection. I Yep, I have the box set sitting right in front of me, which was also a purchase, I, a very expensive purchase I made that I've never utilized, as it's uh, it has just been reopened very recently when we decided to plunge into these movies. Yeah, and that's kind of the familiar thing between us and why we started this. This has nothing to do with any uh, anybody suggesting that we do this. Uh, this is a wholly organic idea. Uh, I'm looking your direction, Byron. <laughs> um, now, obviously, he called out about this. So, uh, but also the fact that you and I have not actually explored these films, despite owning, in your case, quite a few. In my case, at least one. And the odd thing about like the series is that it's with, and we were talking about this earlier before we started recording, is that with in the addition of Godzilla, this is probably the longest running film series in Japanese history. I mean, these movies have been going... The latest one came out in 2010. Yeah, um, this is a character that's still pervasive. It's still, like... Um, people still come back to it. And not to mention that, like... Uh, when With Satuichi, for as little as I've seen of the character, like, it sort of... It sort of became the number 23 to me, not the Jim Carrey movie, but just the idea of, like, this thing that uh-huh. just kind of... Uh, starts to appear to me everywhere, because anytime. I would see anything with a, you know, a piece of media about a blind person with extraordinary abilities. That's immediately what I would associate it with. So, like, even so much as watching *Scent of a Woman* with Al Pacino, I thought of Zatuichi, or like *Daredevil*, I thought of Zatuichi, mm-hmm. or just like uh, anything. I mean, um, you know, I just watched uh, *Ninja Scroll* not too long ago. Um, 
which had a blind swordsman as one of the villains. And it's just, it seems like, at least in Japanese media, I mean, the guy is everywhere, too. And Shintaro Katsu, um, it's almost perfect that Takeshi Kitano is, I guess, the person who initially tried to reboot the the Zatoichi franchise because uh, Shintaro Katsu is basically, I mean, he's beat Takeshi before beat Takeshi. He was a musician, a theater actor, a singer. I mean, like, he, he did most of the music for the series. And the Zatoichi movies, um, it's not... It, the success and the le- and like the legacy that these films left behind can be entirely credited to him because it wasn't really ever one director or one writer who did these movies, but it was always Shintaro Katsu who played Zatoichi, and he's what made the the character so iconic. And that's what differentiates this from so many other uh, franchise character films. What I mean by that is like England with James Bond has quite a few actors portraying him in the series most notably has like sean connery doing quite a few but then of course it changed over and even today we're still wondering like who's gonna be the next bond right uh, or at the, least people who care about that series i the, the next bond is coming up with the whatever the next film is i mean daniel daniel craig is already out as the character right and uh in america's case i was trying to think of something that paralleled this and not I mean nothing comes to mind for 30 films but for a person who may have starred in numerous films of one character, the only thing that really comes to mind for me is Rocky, Sylvester Stallone's Rocky, where he was just dedicated to seeing those films through, even though his interest kind of waned. And even then, like, to that point, uh, Rocky was the title character of, what, six of the films? And now he's it's passing towards to Apollo Creed's son. Which or, I'm, I'm sure he'll still be present for, you know, the ne- the next... I guess, like, the next few, like, Creed movies, I mean, he's going to be a presence of some kind. And even then, like, I mean, what really sticks out to you in, in Creed is the fact that it's, it, you still, in your head, it's a Rocky movie. And, you yeah. know, to to a point, yeah, it is, because the whole thing is, is centered around, you know, uh, Rocky Balboa's oldest opponent and his son trying to follow in his footsteps. But, um... Yeah, and it's exactly as you said, like, it's, Rocky has, you know, for six, what, seven movies now, including Creed, has been consistently played by the same guy playing the same character in never really changing up his mannerisms or his personality, whereas, like, James Bond, like, every James Bond is distinctly different than the other one. Yeah. And and that's six movies. I mean, while, like, the, uh, while the Zatoichi movies were you know, made in a short span of time from 1962 to 1973 is only about 11 years. But then immediately after that, you have the 100 episode series also played by Shintaro Katsu throughout the entire series, 100 episodes. And then in 1989, 13 years after the last Satoichi movie ended, uh, he came back again. Yeah. And the only thing I could find that uh, surpasses this in any like international film sphere is the El Santo film series which has uh, and this is a guy wearing a mask but I believe it's the same guy and that might just be my willingness to be a mark in this case for uh, a professional wrestler who is in a series of films but El Santo had a film series that stretched into 52 films again with likely the same actor 
Oh, what uh, what country is that from? Mexico or? Yeah, Mexico. Um, and it, it, it's wild too because like. It, it from what I know of at least what I've read because as we stated in the beginning of the show we're both kind of going into this with virgin eyes I mean I've never sat down and watched any of the original 25 movies you know I've seen the 26th movie and the B. Takeshi movie and the 26th movie isn't exactly a great representation of the characters at Tuichi because it's not really it's kind of out of his prime but um, it seems that there's such a there's such a like magnificent like consistency to how he plays the character of Zatoichi, and I think that's what, like I said, makes makes the series so lasting in pop culture, at least in Japanese pop culture. Whereas like the characters, you know, I wouldn't say relatively unknown in America, but I think that really it's just kind of amongst film enthusiasts. I mean, you're not going to find like, uh, you know, even people my age in their late twenties who are gonna be super familiar with Zatuichi as a character. Mm-hmm. And um you know it's it's also weird because there's you know, even after the the twenty six uh titled Zatuichi movies, I mean, you had uh in nineteen ninety you had the Rutger Hauer classic Blind Fury about a Vietnam vet who learns how who learns uh swordsman skills in Vietnam. I yeah. believe is how the movie goes. It's uh I believe it's written and directed by the uh, the man who brought us Jim Cotta. Is that uh, right? Yeah. And then, of course, you have like the more modern like takes on Zatuichi, like Zatuichi the Last, which was played by you know obviously a different actor as Shintaro Gatsu passed away in two thousand six, I believe. Um, I think uh, it may have been earlier than that. I I found that he passed at uh, around ninety seven, but. Oh that's wow! Too early. Yeah, I might be. No, I might be way off. That's possible. Um, and the I think also what kind of launched these movies into being in you know it, it, there was an era of prestige in Japanese cinema at the time because these movies came out around the same time as like Yojimbo and Senjiro and uh, a lot of Akira Kurosawa's work, which um, Akira Kurosawa had actually written. Uh, I I wish I could remember exactly which role, but uh, Akira Kurosawa actually had written a role for uh, Shintaro Katsu, but he did not take him up on it. And it's funny because eventually there was also Zatoichi versus Yojimbo, which uh, mm. featured, and if I get his name wrong, I'm sorry, I don't have it right in front of me. Um, oh, Toshiro Mifune, who a lot of people... Um, get confused with Shintaro Katsu. Yeah, that's that's a deep cut for me. This yeah. is the kind of stuff that I expect to be learning as I'm <laughs> doing this podcast because that I had no idea about. I didn't realize that there was a, uh, a Kurosawa connection either. So, yeah, yeah I I believe like Kurosawa was a, a big fan of these movies, and um, uh, there's that's not even the only crossover. There was also a. Um, there's also a film called Zatuichi and the One-Armed Swordsman, and the One-Armed Swordsman was kind of the the Chinese version of Zatuichi um, in Hong like in Hong Kong period pieces. There was a series of films about the One-Armed Swordsman, and eventually, you know, uh, Todakawa, I believe, is the production company, got together with whoever produced those films and kind of said, "Hey, let's make a movie together." Um, there's also a uh, 
there's also an unofficial Zatoichi movie called Zatoichi versus the White Wolf, which is uh, from Taiwan. Which, if we could track, if I could track down, we can watch it. Oh, that'd be rad. Yeah, I like the title already. So it yeah. sounds cool. Um, I think it was made around 1972. I could not find any information about it, but I'm sure if I search hard enough, I'll find something. So, um, I guess we have ambitious plans for this podcast. Um, we're gonna. Well, first of all, we're at least going to cover the initial 26. Um, then, of course, the spinoffs, including Blind Fury. Eventually, we're going to watch that as well. Um, if I guess if, uh, if we're not totally sick of uh, old-school samurai movies, by the time we uh, we get to the end, we might even jump into the TV series. Mm-hmm. Which contains um, about 100 episodes between 74 and 79. Uh, ran for about four seasons. Again, I think you mentioned this already. It starred uh, Shintaro Katsu in that as well. So, I mean, this uh, it, this guy's whole career is just defined by this character. Yeah. Which is fine. You know, I mean, Sean Connery is defined by James Bond, and he's been in a bunch of other shit. But, um, and uh, that's, it, it's kind of crazy with the TV series because these are about hour-long episodes, meaning that, you know, because these movies are each about an hour, an hour and a half pop... I mean, Shintaro Katsu eventually, essentially knocked out like 126 Atuichi movies. And who knows, like by the end of the 26 films, we might just be completely gaga for this guy's film career and be like, yeah, we need to do the rest of these for yeah. as long as it takes until the <laughs> world burns. Until, uh, until 2019 when we said the show was actually going to come out. Yeah. They'll both have kids, and they'll ask, "Why aren't you playing with us?" And we're like, "Shut up! Shut I'm up!" Watching a blind swordsman. <laughs> um, and then of course, you know, we'll have we'll have other people on here and there who might be interested in get going on this journey with us, uh, through the through the Japanese countryside. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, you know, with this podcast, it's not like we're going to be watching these movies and then just giving you a play by play. You know, with every one of them. I mean, we're going to talk about, obviously, what we liked, what we didn't like. Um, Hopefully know. lots of trivia information um, and kind of unknown bits, as Patrick brought up earlier. Uh, so, yeah, I hope we're hoping that in lieu of doing such a niche podcast that is so specific that it's not like other niche podcasts that are so specific, uh, like your Go Bayside's and... Um, Walking Dead recaps and Game of Thrones podcasts. Not that there's anything wrong with those. Oh, absolutely not. That's the only way I watch Game of Thrones now is just by listening to the... There's somebody on Podcast Town who posts their Game of Thrones podcast, and that's how I follow the show now. Exactly. Because I can't be bothered to sit down and watch an hour of Game of Thrones, just like how some of our audience might not be able to be bothered to sit down and watch any of these movies, so we're going to do it for them. Yeah, we're taking the reins on this one, folks. We're willing to watch this this blind swordsman walk through the Edo period of Japan and apparently have adventures on what would average out to be, I guess, like a weekly basis, which is a pretty exciting life for a guy who uh, seemingly just walks around all the time. Yeah, I mean, this dude, uh, this dude is just always getting himself into situations. Scraps, um, mishaps. Fighting other disabled fighters. Yeah. Um. <laughs> And um, when it comes to 
when it comes to uh, watching these movies, if you want to play along with us, I believe uh, at least the initial 25 are available on Hulu for uh, a limited period of time because Criterion is also coming out with their own their own streaming service. So uh, maybe you guys should just start cramming those in right now before it's too late. Or um, I don't recommend this because Hulu has them in HD, but you can also... I think just about every one of these movies is available on YouTube, including Ichi mm-hmm. and also Zatoichi the Last. Yeah, I think that's correct, at least for the uh, the initial run stuff. I've been able to find most of them on YouTube as well. And uh, the TV series is also on YouTube. Um, I'm not sure if it's in full, but I've been, I searched for it the other night and found a bunch of episodes spanning all sorts of different seasons, so I'm hoping some kind Samaritan took the time to upload all of them, since... Um, I don't believe there's a complete DVD set for the for the series. I think it's uh I believe there's two volumes out in uh released in North America and that's about it, which I think only covers about 10 12 episodes. Uh I oh. could be wrong. I think your news correspondent on Pool Party Radio um actually has the DVD set of the TV series, so maybe we'll put Wayne to work and get him to upload those or something. <laughs> Oh, right on. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, again, that's if we aren't totally sick of uh, Blind Swordsman's by the end of the uh, film run. So we'll see I, how that goes. I'm also interested in uh, finding the connect- if there are any connections between any of these movies, because it seems like from what I've been uh, reading, it seems they're all standalone adventures. So Zatoichi essentially like the incredible hulk movie would just shuffle on into a village get into some kind of trouble and then move on to the next one and that would be the next movie yeah from what i was reading of synopses of these films they all seem to have that like where he kind of finds his way to a town zatuichi that is and stumbles into uh some danger or seemingly stumbles into danger a lot of times he's already aware of the situation he's getting himself into or is looking to um, rectify or correct some corruption that's going on in the city uh, with some prior knowledge of it. In some ways, like if you're familiar with the um, series Kung Fu, it sounds like they had taken the same formula um, with the David Carradine character. Which seems to be a really popular theme for stuff back in like the 60s and 70s. Is uh, Maybe it's because it was hard to write like a you know like a a completely connected story for a tv series back then but just to have your main character just go set piece to set piece to different places yeah yeah there could have been like some economy involved in it um could have been a popular way of talking about heroes of that time like the lone wanderer uh, just looking to bring justice and then go on his way to the next town um yeah, hopefully we discover some of that stuff on our viewing through these films as well. And, um, you know, I mean, of course, because we mentioned the media that we're covering, I would be interested in also seeing if there's any, like we talked about Zatoichi and versus the White Tiger, if there's any other, like, uh, like maybe a Bollywood knockoff or something, or even like a Turkish Zatoichi or something, if those start coming out of the woodwork. Um which, by the way, if anybody knows of anything like that, you can email us at blindpodsman.gmail.com because uh, if you can find it, we'll watch it. 
Yeah, at this point, I'm intrigued by uh, Zatoichi meeting the one-armed swordsman, uh, apparently fighting some white wolf. Uh, I want to know if he encounters space creatures. Oh, when I when I looked and saw he fought Yojimbo, I almost had a heart attack. I was so fucking excited. Yeah, that'll be exciting to watch. Does he ever fight El Santo? Uh, does he kill James Bond or James Bonds? Is there then? is there like Zatuichi versus Spider Man with Superman or something like? Yeah, like an evil Spider Man where Captain America joins in to help Zatuichi out, and then El Santo and Captain and yeah, and El Santo shows up too. Yeah, yeah. I want their paths to cross. Let us know what you know. So yeah, again, that's blindpodsman at gmail dot com. Um. So I guess that just about wraps up our little primer, doesn't it? Yeah, believe so. We're ready um, to jump into these films. Yep. So next episode, episode two, we're going to be popping in uh, the tale of Zatuichi from nineteen sixty two, which is of course the first entry in the series. Um, we have a small blog up right now, kind of giving you a mission statement on what we're trying to do, and um, this episode and all of our other episodes will end up on there too. It's blindpodsman at blogspot.com, or blindpodsman.blogspot.com. Wow, that's a really hard word to say. <laughs> um, we're probably going to have a Facebook at some point, and of course an iTunes feed as soon as, you know, we get an episode up. Um... And then uh, we should be back in, what do you think, in one, two weeks, Jason? About two weeks, yeah. Two weeks. we got a lot of stuff to do and some movies to watch and lives to lead. We yep. have to go wander into other towns and correct some injustices as well. We're busy men. Oh, and to anybody who uh, downloaded this podcast thinking it was about um, the struggles of being blind, I'm sorry. Um, yeah. We both can see. That's how we're going to watch these movies. It is about the struggles of a blind swordsman, though. Uh, and you know what I didn't even mention? We're, we both have our own podcast, Jason. You're on Pool Party Radio with uh, mutual mutual podcast best friend, Parker Bowman. Correct. And, and you and uh, your good lady wife are on uh, Banshee Jams. Yep. We are, uh, we are on Banshee Jam, which you can get at uh, facebook.com slash Banshee Jam or on iTunes. And you are on poolpartyradio.com and uh, iTunes as well. And the wall is still up at Podcast Town, so I guess we really don't have to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, so don't... Probably, probably don't, don't leave that alone. We'll wait till Zatuichi comes in to correct everything. Yeah, don't worry. Zatuichi goes to Podcast Town is, I believe, the 27th film in the series Sweet. where he fights Mike Dick. Can't wait. Um, so I guess that does it. And uh, for the Blind Podsman, I am Patrick. I'm Jason. Good night.